Hey, my great communicators, welcome back to the Great Speech Podcast. Uh, as you will have noticed, there was no opening quote, uh, no intro music with my dad, which everyone loves. Uh, t- today, for this episode, it kind of just felt like I needed to be a bit more raw. Uh, I'm speaking, of course, at a time when uh, the world is in uproar over the, uh, well, the spark was the killing of George Floyd uh, by the police officers uh, kneeling on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds, which is still uh, painful to say, let alone to watch and see. Uh, and generally the concern that is going on around the world right now about Black Lives and Why Black Lives Matter. Uh, as many of you will know, I am a former president of the 100 Black Men of London. I'm also currently on the board of the 100 Black Men of America. So I've dedicated much of my life to the cause of uplifting uh, black lives throughout the world, uh, not just in the UK and America, but throughout the world, including uh, Africa and the Caribbean. Uh, so uh, I have a lot of thoughts about what's going on right now, but I am not fully decided where I am with it. Um, I say that because a lot of friends and even people I don't know so well have reached out to me to ask how I am, uh, sometimes to ask my thoughts on on the topic and, and other topics. And uh, that's really heartening because it's has, I will tell you, felt uh, very often like a lonely kind of lane that those of us that have dedicated much of our lives to this cause have had to plow. Uh, but it is it is heartening to see much of the world awakening to the seriousness of this issue. Uh, I will tell you that I am undecided as to how, whether this represents a change or just a moment in time. I am unconvinced, or at least unpersuaded at this point, that the many expressions that we can see from many people who have not really spoken about this topic before, uh, including many companies and organizations that now, uh, you know, pronounce on Twitter that they have made a donation of X amount to X organization or put up a meme about their support for black lives. Uh, I'm unconvinced about that, not because I doubt the genuineness and the sincerity of their expressions of support in this moment, but because I'm much more interested in what happens when the protests die down uh, and what your actions are then. So kind of my approach is thank you for your expressions uh, and I'll see you in a year's time. Uh, and it's what you've done in that year that will that will demonstrate your sincerity. Uh, but most of all, I am where I am personally in this journey is focused on doing the hard work of building, uh, in particular, in my view, black businesses, which is in order to build the economy uh, of uh, black people in the black community. Uh, but just building generally, whether that's trying to build networks, infrastructure, uh, building other people through mentoring, that for me 
should be all of our focuses if we are serious about this issue uh, once we have moved on to the next news cycle, which we inevitably will do. Uh, so uh, those are my very unstructured thoughts at the moment. I have not been hugely vocal during this time, uh, despite being asked by many. Uh, but that is not because I don't have any thoughts. Uh, it's in a way because I have too many and I'm much more uh, determined to speak up more when I have settled on what I believe this moment is uh, and how we can use it for uh, for a greater cause. Uh, so I didn't really feel like putting out a full episode this week. Uh, I felt like just having a chat. Uh, and doing one thing in particular, uh, and I'll tell you, I'm quite nervous about this, uh, or the less so since uh, something else that I did. Uh, so I, when I was about 21, 22, maybe early 20s, I didn't write a date on it. Uh, I wrote a poem, my one and only poem, uh, although I write a lot generally. So I do write kind of, I've written songs and, you know, a uh, book and stuff like that, but I hadn't written poems. Uh, but I had, uh, when I was a young man, <laughs> over 25 years ago, an unfortunate encounter on a bus with just an elderly white man who wasn't so much a confrontation at all as, as a kind of clear, um, you know, disrespectful, uh, contemptuous, um, you know, looking in a way, I would say it was no more than that by an elderly white man at me uh, one time on the bus when I was a young man, uh, just after university. And it was at a time when I was very, very much focused on race and racism. Uh, and it just caught me the wrong way that day. We didn't have a confrontation. I didn't speak to the man, but I remember stewing about it uh, all the way through the bus journey. Uh, as to, you know, why, what is it you need to stare at me and give me this, you know, nasty look for? I'm just literally getting on the bus, you know, chill. <laughs> right. Um, but it sparked in me, uh, an idea for, uh, a poem. And I wrote this poem in about 10 minutes. And, uh, I had not actually thought about this poem at all until this movement. Uh, so that's about 25 years later. Although I did once perform it in the Brixton Academy, uh, on their open mic night <laughs> on a Thursday night, uh, got really good reviews from it then actually, which was nice, uh, but I haven't really thought about it since then until now. And I posted the poem, uh, on my LinkedIn feed, actually, just as a, Hey, you know, this is something that I remember writing. I was quite nervous about it, uh, for some reason. Uh, and I got really lovely, really, actually really lovely responses, very positive responses uh, from people, in particular people encouraging me to share it wider than I had. Uh, so I thought, yeah, you know what? I will do that. I will put it on my podcast. So I'm going to give you the poem now. Um, yeah, not really sure what else to say about it, but um, this is it. It's called Defiance. Uh, wrote it, as I say, when I was a younger man uh, in my 20s, early 20s. Uh, and this is it. To you, old man, yes, you, old man, on the bus with your book and your cold, contemptuous look. I'm younger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm longer than you. I'm taller than you. I'm broader than you. 
I'm deeper than you. I'm further than you. I'm sharper than you. I'm harder than you. I'm quicker than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm wealthier than you. I'm healthier than you. I'm slicker than you. And I'm sexier than you. I've travelled more seas, said more thank yous and pleases. I've opened more doors and suffered more wars. I've seen more starvation, felt more indignation. From Tutsi to Haitian, I've fought more than you. My shadows are brighter than all of your dreams. My whispers are louder than all of your screams. My dances are richer, my history more bitter. My life so much grimmer for people like you. Yet, I'm nicer than you. I'm kinder than you. I'm sweeter than you, even riper than you. More audacious than you, more vivacious than you, enigmatic and more charismatic than you. Through hoses and dogs, I've been tried more than you. Diseases and drugs, I've survived more than you. With deeds and with words, I've inspired more than you. Because I'm higher than you and I'm wider than you. Though I faced inhumanity, I'm humaner than you. And debased by insanity, still I'm saner than you. I'm a child of your slavery, yet I'm greater than you. Still I pray more for you, because I faith still in you. I am louder and prouder, and I'm fresher, that's true. I am swifter and bolder, and I'm more well-to-do. I am jazzier and snazzier, and I'm funnier and sunnier, and I'm brainier and tastier and sincerer than you. Above all, I'm not what you think that you see. I do not smoke weed, and I do not climb trees. Put simply, I'm more than you ever could be. Yet all I want is equality. And that's it. Uh, those are kind of my thoughts right now. Uh, I have a lot more, but I don't know. I just felt like what I wanted to say. See you guys next time.